This is the Humarian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts for the well-being of yours. Welcome to the Humarian Health Podcast. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. We're here with Dr. Sean Benzinger, who's frankly here all the time. Yeah, and myself, Amy Baker. And just the two of us again today, because we're talking about all sorts of things in this series that we're putting together on stress and how your emotions are created and how basically trying to help people understand some of the core physiological things that happen when you're in stress. Absolutely. But then also understand that you can actually control some of the outcomes of that. And change. And change over time. And the first part of that going into today is mindset. Think about it. We have a mindset that somebody is a loser. Okay. Well, you might. I don't know. <laughs> That's what you said in the beginning. No? That's okay, true. maybe it off camera. But um, <laughs> but bottom line is, when you have a mindset of something being a certain way, you see it that, that way. way, right? Um, and we don't ever really assess how did we get the mindset? Is the mindset wrong? Right. And remember, you had used a few examples um, um, in the. Uh, the programs we had before about um, attitudes towards things. Like drivers that don't know how to stop at a four-way stop sign. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And you also said, hey, if you asked that question a year ago, I'd have 12 things that I'm ticked off, irritated, or bugged about today. But my mindset, I've changed it. So it is... It, that was a perfect example of leading into today of talking about your mindset gets set I've by you. One. I have another example. What? Do you want to hear another example? I do, I do. It's a driving one. So now we're stuck on, on the whole driving <laughs> it's thing. It's all about driving. So I used to get really upset when I get stuck behind slow drivers because, like I said before, I tend to be safe, but I like to drive over the speed limit. Mm-hmm. And now when I get stuck behind a slow driver, what I think is I'm just being saved from something that something else, right? Like if I'd sped through, maybe I would Get have gotten hit, gotten hit in a car. Right. Yeah. Or like shown up at an appointment and it mm-hmm. would, you know, not have happened or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, okay, well, I'm supposed to be behind this slow person who's not actually slow. They're just going the speed limit, but right. <laughs> um, and so instead of Amy speed limit, yes, instead, is of, against, instead of going 15 miles an hour over yep. the speed limit, which would be my preference. <laughs> um, and then now it's almost becomes a joke because I'm like, okay, I've gotten stuck behind three people that are slow today. You're not supposed um, to go where you're. Well, it's like, I'm moving to like, why am I moving so fast? Like, yeah. why do I feel this like anxiety to like, like mm-hmm. go faster, get there faster, you know, whatever. Right. And then I can just kind of laugh about it and be like, well, that's not what is supposed to happen today. Yep. And then the stress goes away. Okay. So I'll give you my example. Okay. Excellent. It's a little bit different and it's not cars. Well, it is. I was in a car. I was in a car. So I'm, <laughs> I'm driving in to go to, uh, to work and I start at six in the six in the morning. Yes. My Crazy. first patients are at six o'clock in the morning. Um, and I'm driving down one of the roads, and I a deer runs out, stops in the middle of the road, turns, and stares at me. As they always do. And they did. He didn't move. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a honking, and I'm this, and then finally, I just and he's just staring at me and looking, and he is not tilting his head or getting nervous. Nothing about a minute, and you know that's an eternity a, of a you know, and it's early in the morning. Nobody yeah. else is there. It's snowy, and he just runs off. So I get in, and by gosh, the first patient I have is a a, a, a person no. <laughs> that's 100% Native Indian, and he's actually the chief of the Indian tribes, as well South Dakota. I don't know how I got Indian in South Dakota, but he was the medicine man and that. But I've known him for a good period of time. He's um, uh, right then, he's probably 68 years old. And I said, you know, the oddest thing happened. And he says, oh, a deer. I go, what do you mean, a deer? And he said, yeah. He said, I think a deer probably tried to stop you. 
I said, how'd you know that? He says, I, 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 I knew it when I came in. I don't know why. I just knew this kind of freaky stuff, right? Yeah, right. So he says, so how's that going to change your day? I said, it stood there for a while, didn't it? And I said, yes, it did. <laughs> he says, things don't happen because they're not supposed to happen. They always happen because they are supposed part to of your life and they're supposed to happen. And they mean something. And if you don't pay attention to it, the next one won't be so nice. Right. And that was changed my mindset of, okay. And it was, I had too much on my plate. I was in an overwhelmed position. It was a problem. And truth of the matter that I now still think of that dear face when I start adding things, too many things to my schedule, which is a really big deal. Yeah. Right. So let's go back for a second. Let's go back into our childhood. And let's say that we're going to identify a single event that changed our mindset about everything from that point forward. Anything come to mind? Yes, but if I share it on the podcast, my mother will hear about it. <laughs> we know what I'm talking about. No, mothers are perfect, and we never pick on mothers. It's not. Okay? It it's not mother. To do, okay. No. Uh, no, uh, no. No. Okay. Um. Mm, way to put me on the spot. Okay, I'm just going to share it. We'll see what happens. Okay. So sorry, mom. And you're wonderful. I know you. And I know it's she's perfect amazing. And you're she's great. amazing, okay, and it so. really has nothing to do with her, and it has okay, all to, it has all to do with how I interpreted the situation. But back in the day, and this might date me, but I'm not going to tell you how old I am. Um, I, I got a new pair of powder blue tennis shoes because that was the in thing. Powder blue. Powder blue. I love the color. Sexy powder blue tennis shoes. Absolutely. Which I promptly took outside and ran through mud puddle. (laughs) Because, you know, you're a kid. Um, That didn't go well. No. And so what I learned was like to have nice things, you need to keep things nice Mm -hmm. like that. And so you really don't use them. I mean, like you're very careful with them. And so that's what I learned. And now I look back at, you know, different periods of my life where I'll like, and this sounds really silly saying it, but it's like, I've, I have analyzed it and come to like map it to that situation, which is like, I'll look in like in the bathroom and I'll have like a brand new bottle of fancy hand lotion that I've bought that I don't use or soap that I have on the counter that I don't use. Or when I buy a new shirt, it'll hang in the closet for a long time with a tag on it and oh, I don't wear it. Oh, wow. And thinking about it, it's because it's like, because I don't want to start using it because mm-hmm. one, it'll be gone mm-hmm. and I won't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's a nice thing. So you should take care of it. So like having it sit there and to be able to see it and quote unquote, enjoy it. Yeah. Like that's, that's where the value is as opposed to the like, no, you should drink, that, drink that expensive tea or mm-hmm. yeah. Use the lotion that you bought or just whatever. Sits there. Yeah. It just mm-hmm. sits there because I, I don't want to cross that threshold of like, well, you know, once you start using it, it looks used and, and then bad. you run out and. Have you changed that mindset back? Yes. Okay. But I, ha- but I literally have to stop and like look around and be like, why do I <laughs> why have that? I? Still- <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, I'm, I might have a few things hanging in my closet with the tags still on them, but, but yeah, I mean, that's, and it's, Again, not a not a fault of what happened in my childhood per se. It's just my interpretation was like, you know, I heard people say we we don't have, we can't have nice things. It's like, mm-hmm. no, we can have nice things, but to have them you have to keep them nice. And so you you aren't reckless with them. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And you might have a family where you're like, run through the mud puddle. Like that's like that's exploring life. And yep. we had some of that growing up too, but in that particular but not in the but that particular blue instru- shoes. Yes, right. In that particular instance <clears throat> it was like was an expensive purchase. It was on trend. It mm-hmm. was like, you need to take care of these so things. So that occurrence, 
change your mindset for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And you still have to try to retrain yourself to something that is use what you're given because you you never know if you're going to have another day. None of us do. And that's so that changed things. Yeah, absolutely. Enjoy it. Okay, so mine's a little bit different. Um, I hope so, because I don't want you in powder blue tennis um, shoes. And, and, and when I got my powder blue shoes uh, and, and skort with it. Um, <gasps> oh, no, just kidding. skort. Culottes. <laughs> Culottes, that's right. <laughs> now oh we've gosh. officially now aged dead, ourselves. That's right. Okay, you know you're listening to a bunch of old people. Okay, so. <laughs> well, one of us is old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even pretend it, any, that I'm not anymore. Some people are still struggling, but we'll worry about that in session 14. <laughs> um, so playing sports, six, seven years old, and I get powdered pretty good. Powdered is Powder the new blue. term of the oh. day, powder. Um, scrape up my knee pretty good. And, you know, some blood. It's not terrible, but it's pretty bad. For some reason, I actually hurt. So I come, knock on the door, and my mom says, yeah. Um, I said, well, I, I hurt my knee. She looks at it. And she says, can you move it? I said, well, yeah. And she says, let me see. And I, you know, I'm mm-hmm. six years old. I don't know. I show her I can run and I show I can, I don't, I don't know. And she says, okay, um, see ya. And she shuts the door. And, um, <laughs> and from that point forward, we learned that if it's not falling off or you're not bleeding to death, you don't bother my mother. Because oh, yeah. that's part of being a boy. Mm-hmm. Tough. Now, by the way, that's not the smartest thing in the world. And uh, <laughs> hopefully uh, I've changed that. But it did change. It did make me overwork out, overdo and overdo a lot of things because I became extremely pain tolerant individual mm-hmm. to a point that was harmful to my health. Mm-hmm. So there set a precedent. Now, did I need her to baby me? No, probably. Most mothers are flipping out thinking, oh my gosh, you could have got infected and died. No, you'd rub dirt in it. You went on. You didn't get, we had healthier dirt. I don't know. Right. Um, <laughs> odd stuff. But the mindset of overdoing and pain is not a big deal uh, was inset in me of if I didn't, I that was a failure of some mm-hmm. sort. So somewhat unhealthy type of habits, but a lot of us have had them. And from that point forward, those events that occur, you develop a mindset that never changes unless you identify that you have them, identify they're unhealthy, and make changes. Right. And that's probably the most important thing. So if we look at any kind of events such as um, your favorite food or drink, when did it become a favorite food or drink? Um, that was grandma's pies. Uh, if you remember Good your first kiss, you remember a uh, first embarrassing moment, which I had many of. Um, <laughs> I want to hear your first embarrassing moment, but I'm not going to share mine. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I probably shouldn't cover mine. Uh, um, uh, just talking about negative people in your life, uh, maybe a bad mom, bad dad, bad brother, you know, bully, or bad bully systems, or you were the bully. Um, remember, we found out that bullies actually have a lot of the same mental emotional duress from the people they bullied because they felt so bad. People eventually, unless they're pure narcissistic, know they were doing bad things and they mm-hmm. change over those times. But once that event has occurred, guess what? You change forever. Mm-hmm. It, it's not like it never happened and it doesn't mean anything. It all means something because from that point forward, you ever uh, watch the old Mickey Mouse uh, and, and, and Donald Duck things years ago, and we can date this, and many of the people listening to this at least now. And you could see the comic strip because you can almost see it flip over because Mm -hmm. it wasn't so uh, finite at that time. From that point forward, you keep layering on top that status, right? And Mm -hmm. somewhere, and by the way, I'm just curious, when did 
you finally go, wait a minute, I'm going to start wearing those things. What am I doing? And change that mindset. I'm just curious. Mm, it's probably not been that many years ago, actually. Hmm. And it was more so it, took a little bit. it was more a function of like cleaning stuff out, right? It's like, why am I going through I my closet nice and, stuff and, and cleaning it? Yeah, I'm like, I don't wear it or I don't do this or I don't do that. But why didn't you wear it? Right. Why didn't you use it? Why well, I didn't think about it at the time That's until, right. yeah. You've got to keep it there. Hmm. Right. Very good. Well, there's two major mindsets and, and we'll kind of quote the lady that kind of wrote some of the books on this because uh, it was kind of the basis of her stuff that a lot of this came, comes off of. But a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. So you have a fixed mindset. You believe that your qualities are carved in stone, creates an urgency to prove your yourself over and over again in a growth mindset based on the belief that your basic qualities are things you can cultivate through your effort, your strategies, and help from others. In other mm -hmm. words, you can constantly improve. Some people get stuck, mm -hmm. right? And once they get stuck, they can't do anything more. So there's some mindset evaluations they can look at it, but the mind itself has a capacity to change drastically, okay? And for the longest time, we thought <clears throat> when we give um, uh, drugs to anyone, male or female, that they're going to react exactly the same way. Years ago, we used to think that. We used to think it was no different except for we were different sexes, okay? Well, a lady writes a book named Mariana Legato. And uh, the reason why she wrote the book is that she said none of that's true. Almost almost everything, women and men uh, react differently and treating them exactly the same is crazy. Good example was... We used to think that women had the same left-sided arm pain for a heart attack like men did. Mm -hmm. Well, we found out that was completely wrong. Yeah. It was her work. And when I interviewed her on radio, it was kind of like we had this mindset that, oh, well, if it's not on the left arm, it's not a problem. Women are going back out into their car having heart, the heart attack complete and die. Mm -hmm. And it happened over and over and over. And she wrote the book about that. And then she that she talked about um, when we have strokes, women recover from strokes better. Why? They are, are global thinkers. But we had a mindset in healthcare that it was that way and we didn't right. make any changes associated with it. Does that, that mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. So it's many times that we get mindsets even about what we're doing day to day. And that's why we need to challenge those types of things, mm -hmm. figure out. And that was a fixed mindset. It is that way. Mm -hmm. That's what we told you. Thus, we need to treat everybody that way. And now we treat people completely differently in mm -hmm. many areas but not enough as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, you know and I mean? think some of the reading that I've been doing from a just creativity perspective <laughs> leads into that too, where you think about, I mean, how many of us take the same route to work every day, yeah. right? How many of yeah. us, you read the same magazines, you get the same news stories, you listen to the same podcasts, not the exact same podcast, but you know, the series of podcasts, you watch the same TV shows, you talk to the same people, mm -hmm. you don't talk to the strangers, you, you know, right. Mm -hmm. And then the idea of like, if I could just change one thing this week, like I'm just going to take a different way to work. That's, a good idea. That's what I'm going to do. And what might you see? What might you experience? Mm. You might even find a faster way to work that you didn't know existed. I'll because probably you run just, into another deer. You probably will run into yeah, another deer. Run into another but yeah, deer. the whole idea that the brain can be trained and stretched and flexed and get yourself outside of those patterns of thinking where you might just be on autopilot. Like this is just you know, I always go to this store. I always, you know, do these things mm -hmm. like, well, why don't you not go to that store? Why don't you go to this store? Like mm -hmm. you might find something new that you want to try and you'd never be exposed to those if you don't kind of get outside your own box. So we develop them, right? We're told that we right. are this because whatever right. we did or in we, high school was or we've whatever. we told ourselves, right? Yes, yes, yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. So let's go over some of the uh, fixed mindset ideas. Okay. Something you're born with. It's fixed. It's just there. Okay? That's your skills, your challenges, something to avoid. In other words, if it's not 
easy to do. So they used to have this example where they would put very smart people in that had a fixed mindset and then uh, individuals that didn't um, didn't test as well, but they were willing to challenge themselves because challenges didn't mean the same thing mm -hmm. to that comparison. So the smart person would be given a choice between two games. One was very easy and they've done it before. The other one they've never done before. Guess what? They almost always picked one they've done before. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they want to try anything that they've never done before because they may fail of it. So thus they want to be embarrassed. While the person who is always growing and has a growth mindset of this is a challenge and I'll just adapt and learn and become, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we are trying to get people to think is stop being – you You might be fixed mindset in only a few areas. But those might be serious areas that prevent like our marriage is the way it is. It will never be better. Mm -hmm. That creates the first stoppage if you're unwilling to even change yourself to give it a chance in the first place. Mm -hmm. Same thing at work as well as otherwise. So that makes a big difference. Uh, effort. Um, effort's unnecessary. I'm just smart. I don't have to do anything or I'm gifted and I'm a great athlete, so I don't have to. And guess what? The average athlete outworks you and ends up getting your position and, and makes the big money and goes to the pros because of those things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, they get defensive when they're pushed. Like, why don't you try it? Well, I just don't want to. Well, why not? Well, the real truth is they want to be embarrassed. They don't want to look stupid because everybody thinks they're the star player. Mm -hmm. They're the whatever. And that creates these blocks that they don't move on. And then if, in fact, it doesn't go well, they just blame somebody. Well, that's not even a fair test. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not even reasonable. Mm -hmm. That's not even. So they did this other test, which I thought was fabulous, where they had half the students were average students, half the students were these genius IQ that they knew they tested them, fixed and growth mindset. Okay. Every test they took, they all got Bs. It didn't matter how they really did. Mm -hmm. They all got Bs. And they never handed the test back. They just said, you got to be. Well, the fixed mindset people started complaining, whining, writing letters, telling their parents, calling the principal and all kinds of things. While the growth mindset just kept getting better and better and their test scores just get getting better. But the fixed mindset got worse and worse because they just stopped trying because they gave up instead of adapting. Right. Can you imagine? I think we see it all the time. I know I've had mine, but going through this, it really woke me up as to things I needed to improve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Makes absolutely. Sense. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and I think that, like you said, it's not uh, one whole, like, I think there probably are people that their entire mindset is fixed, but it, I think the important part is we probably all have places where we have fixed mindsets and things and we can learn what those are by like the triggers, like what you were saying, if somebody challenges you on something you and you, and you get personally, tried that. or you get personally offended by it or whatever, it's like to take a step back and say, well, why did that bother me so much? Like, what am I holding on to? You know, is it the fear of failure? Is it the fear of, you know, being shamed? Is mm -hmm. it the, you know, whatever. Or even then, hard work that I have then, to yeah. work hard to get these yeah. grades. It, that's part of it too. Right. It's like, oh, well, I can't just study an hour like you do. I have to do two or three hours. Guess what? They have a tendency to be harder workers, Right. Um, they find it's in, they embrace the idea of learning something because here's the catch. If they fail, that's an opportunity to learn for them. Mm -hmm. But a fixed mindset person, failure is not an option. Right. So thus, you never try what you don't know how to do first. Well, and the question is, and I think anybody could kind of reflect on this to say, how much did you learn from a success you had versus how much did you learn from a failure that you've had? Absolutely. And you learn more from failing at things. The ones that can't from, come up with them. Have you ever, right. I've asked, I've right. you know, had employees over the time and they say, well, I, 
I don't I, fail anything. I don't fail anything. Oh, and then, then, you, then think, you don't try. No. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And and you want those growth people because guess what? You're going to give them a project. Right. They don't know how to do it. They'll go, you don't even worry about it. You know they're going to figure it out. The fixed mindset people are going to come up and say, well, how do you do this? What do you mean? What exactly do you want? What do you, And they don't know how to work in those environments. And I hate to say it. I move away from fixed mindset, folks, simply because I then have to babysit them mm-hmm. because they're not going to go any further. So growth mindset individuals. And here's, the, here's what I found out is people that have had learning disabilities over their life, they are usually growth mindset people. Mm-hmm. And that's because they failure was never an issue. That was just what you did. And then you knew you had to compensate to figure it out and go from there. Mm-hmm. My uh, fixed mindset people literally lead groups into failure because it's above their capacity to change and they're unwilling to. Mm-hmm. And that creates a big difference. Now think of it at home or with our children or at our jobs or in our relationships. How many of us have friends that are fixed mindset people that literally just spend their time criticizing everyone around them? But the real question is, well, what are you doing to make it better? And they don't know what to tell you. Right. That's actually a pretty good challenge. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing about about which part? <laughs> I, I, do that. My, I do Qualify my own, that. I do my own personal work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I, have to, I mean, I have to literally like think about putting myself out there to fail because I tend to be one of those people that's I like, like I, I don't like failure. I, I want I, I want to be successful. Because then I feel like I am a failure, and right. that's, not that's not what not, you are. That's right. exactly right. So right. let's make let's let's decide uh, what happens right when we get in our first round of classes when we're kindergarten. Um, first grade, second grade. So what's a teacher do when they find a really exceptional student? What's the teacher do? And, or a student in first grade, second grade, because there wasn't much preliminary work at home that's really struggling. So what's the teacher do? Not because what they should do, but what's the teacher usually do? First thing is, okay, usually they he's fixate, a little slower. They usually fixate on the person that's better because they're that's easier right. to work with. And what do they do? They challenge them, challenge them, challenge them, grow, grow, grow. But this one is like, well, you know, little Johnny. He's just a little slower. So we just really take our time there and we don't really push him too much. Mm-hmm. So from beginning on sometimes, that's what happens with a lot of teachers that pigeonhole people and start going from there. Well, do moms and dads pigeonhole their kids? I don't know. I'm the favorite, so I can't really, I can't really speak to that. <laughs> but I think they do. I think they do pigeonhole well, I think them. We, Not necessarily favorites, but also with capacity. I think capacity. we kind of all do, right? Because what we know of somebody's story is just what we've interacted with them in whatever circumstances. Sure. And so we create this picture of what we think their life is like and why they do or don't do what they're supposed to mm-hmm. or can or can't or can do. Or cannot. And that might be right. the – what and the, and can then you we do? Lim- and then we either know. limit them because we feel like, well – Well, they can't do that. Right. That would be too hard for right. them. So I've or learned – we don't have time – or we don't have time for that. So like let's just yeah, – we'll, we'll, we get, them, we'll need, get them the next time around. That's but, uh, exactly right. Give them enough time to actually get through those things, being mm-hmm. the last one picked on the list or whatever it is. Last one at kickball, baby. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Or it was always the, the – where you throw the ball and hit – Dodgeball. Dodgeball. Love that. Absolutely. So it becomes, you you become a self-limited person. And a lot of people that will listen to this program, they'll start looking. So my gosh, I have self-limited my friendships Mm -hmm. because of some pains and injuries before. And I've not adapted and really looked for good friends and good people to hang out with. One of the hardest questions I ever ask people that are going through high stress is, who's your best friend and how do you know? Mm -hmm. 
First of all, they'll list five people. I says, best friend, tell them anything and you can trust and everything's going to be cool. And they're just going to listen and care about you and pray for you or love you. And then the list drops to one to negative one. Mm -hmm. And with men, it's really a big issue. Yeah, for it sure. It really is. So when we talk about mindsets and uh, let's just talk about one thing that I think is actually hilarious, which is a fixed mindset, ideal mate. Why don't you read those? I think that's uh, perfect. Read those. Yeah, read them. I'm reading them off of the slide for yeah, those of us right. listening. Mm -hmm. A fixed mindset, uh, their ideal mate, puts them on a pedestal, makes them feel perfect, worships them, sees all their great assets, yes. and agrees yes. with them. That's what you no, uh -huh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fixed mindset, boy. That's exactly right, isn't it? But there are yeah. those people, and guess what? If well, there, you it's, happen, it's it's it's, celebra it's celebrating time. them at the stage that they're at, as opposed to as opposed they're to challenging them, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, you'll have some. That's why I don't put anybody on pedestal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's what I was hoping for today. But if you're looking for a growth mindset, um, the hallmark is the passion to stretch yourself and sticking to it, even when it's not going well. But you have a friend that's or a, a relationship, a spouse or otherwise, that's really trying to challenge you to improve, challenge you. It's like, you know, that actually was pretty easy. Don't you think you could do a little bit more? Well, I don't want to. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we will marry people that keep us in our fixed mindset. So you'll kind of wonder, you come home, you've read this magazine, you've listened to our podcast, go home and say, you know, I've got a fixed mindset here. I'm going to change this and improve. Well, you might get some really big pushback because mm -hmm. guess what? You're changing. You're dealing with them a little bit different. And you think, oh, I, we should challenge ourselves. Well, guess what? You might have mess, married Mr. Fixed Mindset has no no interest or at work of we could really grow this place and your mind gets a bit. Because once you get through, if you listen to all these podcasts we're going to put together on this thing, by the time you're done with it, it's going to be like, oh my gosh, I know why I'm doing this. I know why I'm not doing this. And now I know what I could do. I just need to do it. And you'll be challenged to do it. But boy, I tell you, get the kickback. I'll give you a great example. The alcoholic stops drinking. Comes home, says, stop drinking. Started AA. I'm feeling better. Apologize to people going through the 12 steps. I'm doing great. And the wife and the kids go, well, but this isn't you. Yeah, but I'm nicer. I'm not drunk all the time. I'm engaged. They're going, yeah, but that's not dad. And all of a sudden, you've got this whole put, this whole family pushing against the person. That's often how relationships break down. And I know it happens in alcoholic recovery programs because of that one issue. Mm -hmm. Is It's a fixed home. It can't change the dynamics of that way. Growth mindset changes everything. So be careful of how you apply it. But figure out which one are you fixed at. Right. Well, where in your life are you? Yeah. I'm saying I need to think where am I fixed right now? Mm -hmm. That's actually a really think, good idea. Yeah. And to me of all the content, I mean, the biggest trigger, like the biggest thing that I, that I take away, because sometimes I have trouble kind of analyzing myself, um, is, I mean, it's You're the, the idea, only person that has that problem. I know, right? Everyone else that's, can self-analyze. That's why I pay, perfectly. that's why I pay professionals to help analyze me, but, um, which I do. Um, and I think that's a good idea for lots of people, but, um, it's, if I, negatively respond to something emotionally hmm. that makes me have to take pause to say like wh why is that because most things in life many things in life don't require such a deep negative emotional response like it shouldn't happen so that means there's something 
else going on, right? So, I mean, yeah, the guy that stops and makes me mad or whatever, that's mm-hmm. maybe not something I super analyze. But if I'm in a situation where, you know, somebody's maybe confronting me or I'm being challenged on a project or I lose, like I don't get a project, I lose an opportunity or a relationship, you know, is going south or whatever. And I have a deep emotional response to that and often a quick, deep emotional response. It's like, wait a second. This is probably not about the not getting the project. It's about something else. Very good point. And so that's probably a place that I have a fixed mindset that I need to work on. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's right on me. I, I don't have a problem with any of this, but uh, right. Cause you wrote the slides on it. So (laughs) yeah, I've worked through all my fixed problems. Um, but when we talk about the change of a fixed mindset, it's not easy. No, it's not. Who wants to go through this? Listen to these silly podcasts, start changing things. Everything's fine the way it is. Until it's not. In fact, I think most time, most people would say it's just not fine, but I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. First thing is you start with yourself and you figure out where you're fixed and where you've self-limited. And once you start doing that, everything starts opening up. But it starts within. And I think that's one of our goals today is to get the, get, you, get you to have somewhat of an idea of what a fixed. And, and a lot of people that are workers that are get training on this fixed mindset and growth mindsets already been covered and we might poo-poo it. But the truth of the matter, it's really life enriching mm-hmm. if you can get through this process and start looking at how many of your kids won't try what or won't do whatever. Look at our political system. We won't go in depth into it. But we've many have developed a fixed mindset of if you don't agree with me, you're a whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's horrible. And I don't know how we could actually judge another p- person because of a single idea that doesn't agree with mine. And for some reason, that makes them something that I don't like or I won't associate with. How would we ever develop something like that? Mm -hmm. That scares me. Out of anything, politically as well as personally, I feel like the rift is worse than it's ever been. Now, how did we get – who convinced us that that was an okay pattern? Because I don't think it used to be like that 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. Do you? No, I mean, I think it's getting worse. I do too. I do too. And I, and it's not the inclusion group because they talk inclusion and they spend their time in excluding the inclusionist. And that's half the problem. So, and, and you're running for president, right? So at least I have somebody <laughs> I am to, Amy for president. Amy for president. Yeah, that could, this could be the launch. No, I've still got some of my own personal work to do. <laughs> All right, fine, fine. But you're further along than most. How's that? Uh, okay. So mindset growth and um, and fixed mindset, that's kind of today's program. It is. Okay. And good, good things to think about. So hopefully we've challenged challenged you to take an inventory of kind of where you might have an opportunity to, to change from a fixed to a growth mindset. Yeah, yeah. Because change is possible. It's it, just, it is. it is hard work, so... It's very yeah. hard work, and and you'll you'll actually see these podcasts. You're also going to have some audio. It's going to have a video with it, so you'll be able to see some of the slides that are associated with it. So you can actually read fixed and and growth mindsets, and start looking at your limitations, and start thinking, do I have to remain that way? And then the next programs we're going to cover, I think you're going to just love. Because you didn't love this one. Well, they're going to love her, love it more. Love it more. They're going to love it more. How's that? <laughs> awesome. So another, thanks another, for tuning another, in. Another good day at Humanity Health Podcast. It was. It was excellent and fun. Amy Baker, Dr. Sean Benzinger. Humanity Health Podcast. Spilling our guts. For the well-being of yours. That's right. 
Thanks for having the guts to listen to the Humarian Health Podcast. If you have things you'd like to gut check, send us an email at gutcheck at humarian.com. <laughs>